Our next guest on the line, quite an incredible young man and many of you will already know that and many of you already know him well from his various exploits. Uh, Martin Gordon from Sligo and I don't know where we start with Martin. Um, He went blind at the age of 17 but has achieved so much in his life since then. He's a barrister by profession. He represented Ireland in the Paralympics two years ago in cycling. He was once the youngest guide dog owner in the country and the first to sit the leaving cert in Ireland. But that's not why he's on with us this morning because he's highlighted, not for the first time, a very disturbing Incident, and, and I'd quote from his Twitter post on this. Uh, Martin says, 20 years using a guide dog and the same problems faced by people with disabilities persist. I was refused entry to a Dublin City restaurant on Saturday. The worst part of this humiliating experience was having to lie to my small child about why we couldn't go in. Uh, Martin, good morning to you and welcome to the programme. Good morning, program. and good morning to everyone across the northwest. And it's, that's what happened in Dublin. Yeah, you'd like to think that um, 20 years on, things have improved. But unfortunately, the reality out there, and I've seen a growing trend of this sort of behaviour. Um, you try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and teach them and explain. But Saturday was, as I said to many people already, at the sharp end of what I've experienced. And I think the biggest difference for me today compared to 20 years ago was I'm trying to protect my child from some of the more unsavory elements of the world, like we all do as parents, for as long as we can. And it, it, it was made quite clear to you, was it? Was that the reason given for your refusal, uh, Yeah, Martin? Yeah, no, it was, it was fairly unequivocal. It was very much of arriving to the door of this nice restaurant, which we have been to in the past. And it only dawned a little while later, the last couple of times we'd been there were during the summer. And we were sitting on a nice outdoor table, it being a nice hot summer. So obviously there was no issue then. But on the day, the first member of staff said that we could be an issue with the dog. And the manager came out and made it very clear to us that the house policy was no dogs. And of course, I explained and it was very obvious. I said, this is a guide dog. And I said, I know that's a guide dog, but our house policy is no dogs. And I explained, you know, I have my rights and these are your obligations. And um you know, I've 20 years using a guide dog and I'm actually director of Irish Guide Dog, so I, I know exactly what I am talking about. And I, I plead with her, don't go down this route. Don't go down this road. I don't want to go there with you. Please don't do this. And uh, she said, no, house policy is a house policy. The only thing I can do is give you a table outside with a dog. And she in, went in, back in, the, in the middle of January. In the middle of January, yeah, because that's exactly where you want to sit outside in the Absolutely. middle of January, regardless of having any dog or anything else. And then we were uh, given a line a few minutes later when she came back out to say, well, I have no tables anyway, so that's why I can't let you have no tables. Ah, right, OK, but yeah. there, there may so, have been a table when you arrived uh, initially. Yeah, well, well, you know what, if there was no tables or there was a hundred tables, the fact of the matter was, House policy was the house policy. She said to me once we arrived, we have no tables. And I said, fair enough, you have no tables. But the issue was no dogs. And as I said to her, you have, you have no tables. Well, what you don't have is credibility. Well, that's for sure. unfortunately and hopefully this this is a rare occurrence. But you, you, you point out, and, and it's heartbreaking to, to read that this was even more humiliating because your young daughter saw the need to question yeah. why this was happening. Yes, because... Of a young child who, seven years of age, 
kids question everything and they want to know everything. They're inquisitive. And I'm different from all the other daddies at the school gate. I'm the one with the guide dog. And of course, Nora, my daughter, understands what daddy can't see. But daddy does lots of other things and everything else that every other daddy does. I don't want her to be witness to us being discriminated against as a family because of daddy. I don't want her to be aware of this the older she gets. As we all do, as we all go, we become aware of the world. We protect our children for as long as we can. But I don't want her to have the same feeling in her stomach that I do going into a restaurant or a shop or whatever it might be and thinking, is there going to be an issue here? And I don't want her thinking, will daddy be allowed in here? Can we go there because will they let daddy in? In 2023, you're having those thoughts. Yeah. Nobody no matter their disability, their race, their ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, nobody in this society should ever have to think like that. But 20 years, unfortunately, that's what I'm still experiencing. Right. The first I, I, time I, I went out with my guide dog, I was refused in a restaurant. And it's, it's how it's still happening today is beggar's belief. Now, just just to clarify something, and, and you you were saying that you were uh, remonstrating with the, the the management, you know, of you in relation to your obligations and not to go down this route. So the mm. law is on your side here, uh, Martin, is it not? Or it is. is it? Yes, yeah. yes. As, as far as, as far as I can see, and from a completely um, from a position of of, of of being aggrieved, as far as I can see, the law is on my side, and. In that situation, as far as I can, the law is on my side. And this, this establishment might try and say, well, we had no tables. And if that be the case, that's what they should have said in the first place. Yeah. But to me, that was pulling a yarn. Yeah, and I think anybody listening to you would, would agree that is the case. Look, hopefully, I'm assuming this is, as I say, a, a, a very once-off occurrence. I do remember talking to you quite a few years ago, Martin, in relation to a similar incident near home in the Sligo area, mm, yeah, um, but that that was of a time uh, we 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 like to think we've evolved as a society, do we not? Um, well, evidence is, is is suggesting that we're not quite there yet, and this was, as I said, the sharp end of the discrimination I faced. But it's not an isolated incident either. Only a week before. I went into a cafe and I was asked, do you have a reservation? I said, no, but every table is empty. So putting up barriers in front of people, that's what that is. And if this was an isolated incident, if this was a one-stop, if this wasn't a growing trend, if it wasn't just so blatant on the day, I always say, give some of the benefit of the doubt, engage, have conversation, teach and learn. But unfortunately, we're having this conversation now, 20 years later, again. I I don't know if you wanted to mention the taxi incident you were telling me about yesterday. You you have been refused access to a taxi on occasions as well, have you not? But that happens all the time. All the time. Even all the time. Even you you would use the, 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 the Free Now app and the taxi would pull up. They'd see the dog and they'd drive off. This happens all of the time. Coming out of Dublin Airport a few months back, we were next in line on the taxi rank. Car pulled up. We were next. In we hop. And 
the driver was like, no, I'm not taking that dog. This is your obligation. And unfortunately, the chap who was working on the rank uh, agreed with the driver and said, it doesn't have to take you. And what an embarrassing incident in front of so many people at Dublin Airport when you've just arrived back home. You're thinking, well, yeah, I'm definitely home now because this is what happens at home. It's quite shocking. Um, will, will will you take it further, Martin? I mean, yeah, I'm uh, going to reserve my position on okay. that and take advice from people who are smarter than me. And um, it's it, it's not something I want to let sit, Niall, because no, I think you're right. I'm in a privileged position where I I can speak to people and I am determined to speak to people about what is in my best interest. But I'm always mindful of the next person who goes to an establishment and gets refused whether they have a guide dog or whether they have a wheelchair, whether they come under any of the nine grounds, whether it's their sexual orientation, no matter what it is, nobody should be treated in that way. Right, OK. Uh, quite quite a shocking incident. Uh, but things are going well and the, the cycling is going well. Martin, you are an extremely yeah, busy yeah. man, as we know. <laughs> busy man, yeah, but... Um, Last race in December, we rounded out the year with uh, two wins at a international event in Switzerland. So we, we capped out 2022 with uh, with two victories, a good way to end the year. And now we're very much um, planning towards the next World Championships and a few smaller events uh, in the spring. So it's going to be another busy year, getting into another very, very busy period because all of a sudden we're talking about the Paralympic Games next year. Yeah, it's already come around that quickly. They so do come around very quickly. Okay, everything into qualification again now. 